Hi and welcome to the latest and greatest of the Honest Modern Dating Podcast. With me, your host, um, uh, Cameron Diaz. <laughs> um, in this podcast, we're going to be talking about healing. Because what I find is, is most people misunderstand healing. Most people misunderstand healing. In fact, when I'm doing a coaching session or a guiding session with someone... Uh, what I find is, is that it's like what we do in a session is so profound and so intense and so deep, yet most people miss it and they go on the merry way without even realizing what's happened that I have to actually have a little bit of fanfare to kind of help explain what the fuck is actually going on. And when I'm working with someone, right, the reason why I'm, I'm mentioning this is because I, I really want people to understand that when it comes to solving an emotional problem, you can't solve it with logic. You cannot solve it with logic because solving an emotional problem with logic is kind of like uh, trying to make a, a chicken salad uh, and you've only got lemons. It's like, no, 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 you need other ingredients. And when you, when you were trying to solve it in one way, it doesn't necessarily work. So what I find is as well is that most people try and solve emotional problems logically when they are uh, when they're either hurt or inexperienced. They're inexperienced because they're trying to solve it personally. They're like, "What's what, you know? How do I get this? How do I do this? Like, how do I get that person to like me? What's the things I need to do?" And it's like you haven't even tried anything yet. So how do you fucking know? Or they've been hurt. So the hurt thing is like you know uh, I tried this once and it didn't go my way, and so now the world is bleak. So I want to talk about healing because healing is practically the name of the game. Or there's, there's, there's two or three names of the game uh, and it's all, that's, that's one of the names of the game. So when I work with people, there are three major areas that are really important. So the first area is integration. So integration is what I would actually refer to as the opposite of healing, which is what this whole podcast is about. To kind of um, poke fun at or poke a stick at what everyone else in the globe, minus a few people, think what healing is actually is. So I call it integration because I think it's the exact opposite of what everyone else believes. Now, the second thing when I work with people, uh, what is it? It's integration. Uh, the third thing is passion. I can't remember the second thing. Let me just bring up my notes uh, because I always forget the second one because it's so important. Where the fuck is it? Oh, alignment. Oh my God. I talk about this so often. It's right in front of my nose. So the first thing is integration. The second thing is alignment. So when it comes to alignment, it's becoming an understanding what emotions you need to feel or where, what your emotional state needs to be in order to achieve a certain result or uh, to, to connect with a certain person. For example, if you want an open relationship, you have to be more in alignment for being open. I don't mean open like sexually open. I mean open like fucking open-hearted, like being able to connect. And if you aren't able to be open-hearted, if you aren't able to open your own heart, what happens is, is you, you, you don't open up other people's hearts. It's like a flow-on effect. It starts with you. So that's what we call alignment. Now, the third thing is passion. Now, I fucking love passion. And passion means different things to different people. Some people means passion is excitement. Some people, passion is scary. For me, passion means living your emotions. It means living your emotions both the good and the bad, because most people numb themselves to the bad, and at the same time, they also numb themselves to the good. 
So we do want passion. We do, we do, we do not want to run away from the negative emotions because when we run away from the negative emotions, we also run away from the positive emotions. You know, we don't want to be hurt, so we're never in a relationship. So we spend our days and our years trying to figure out how to create a relationship that's along the lines that feels the same but isn't exactly what we want. So passion is willing to admit what the fuck we actually want who the fuck we actually are, and where the fuck we actually want to go. And to me, anything less is living in mediocrity. Everything less is living in uh, fine. And we all know how fucked fine is. So for the first thing, this podcast, I just want to talk about integration because, well, we understand integration. So not alignment, not passion. Integration. When we understand integration, we can truly understand that everyone else, everyone, I'm most people, not everyone, most people, when it comes to healing, misunderstands healing. Because healing itself, by the way, isn't about removing things. It's about adding things. Think of you. Think of you, your consciousness, who you are as a puzzle, right? Now, when you're born, you're born with the single origin piece of the puzzle. Your source, if you will, your, your original, your, your, your birth, your primary piece. You're a baby. You don't know what's going on, who you are, where life is. But then you start to learn. So you learn to walk. Then you get the walk puzzle, right? Then you, then you start to talk. You get the talk puzzle piece. All the while, as you're growing up, you're adding pieces to your puzzle. You're expanding your consciousness to this infinite puzzle that is you. This never completed puzzle, right? But here's the interesting thing, right? When we're young, if we were learning to walk and we fell over, we don't, we don't go, oh my God, what's wrong with me? I, I just need to not feel like I fell over in order to start walking again. You get up the fuck, you get the fuck up and you just start walking. Now, later on in life, when we fall over, we tend to get stuck. And the reason why this is, is honestly, we get stuck because we, we get obsessed about a singular puzzle piece. And there is a reason why we do. So for example, you know, and the, and, the, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is like, I like to think about life like a fucking GPS, like alignment, right? If we talked about integration, alignment, and passion. Alignment is knowing where you want to go and being and feeling what that's like, right? Like kind of like a GPS. Now, when you go off track off your GPS, you don't go, oh, what's wrong with me? Who am I? You just fucking get back on the, the, the GPS reroutes and you just go. You don't necessarily worry about what is wrong with you. You just take that action or you take the appropriate action. Or in my mind, I call it automatic action. You take the most automatic action. But the reason why uh, integration is important and understanding that is sometimes life gives us a fucking puzzle piece that we just don't understand or don't know. And then we get stuck in it 
for years. It can alter, it can pause, it can cause so much pain. It can stop us. In fact, I was doing a coaching call with someone and she was stuck in a bad relationship for the last three years. We integrated what she needed to do in a fucking moment and she's like, oh yeah, I get it now. I'm like, three years? And yet we did it in a moment. So that's that's my whole beef is that it doesn't take years for you to figure something out. It doesn't have to be a waiting game. Sometimes it is, right? Because you, you you can't step out the front door and say, where's the love of my life? And it's like, you haven't taken more than a step. Like, you know, there there are some, it's there. sometimes there are waiting games. You know, like you plant a tree. You know that the tree takes time. But the thought that it takes years, the thought that it takes time, the thing that we fucking convince ourselves or hypnotize ourselves or or tell ourselves or numb ourselves by saying it takes time makes it take longer than it does the rules that we create the bullshit rules that we create in our mind they're the fucking rules that slow us down that's why i in some cases refer to like think of myself as the anti-dating coach i'm like you don't need to learn shit you don't need to learn any tactics or how do I get it? You know, I got a message. Uh, I always get messages like, how do I get my partner more attracted to me? It's like, don't fucking worry about that. Worry about what is blocking you from being the most glorious fucking attractive person in the world. It ain't about him. It ain't about what to do. It ain't about all this other bullshit. It's all about what you are. You know, I met this guy last night. And if you're watching, hello. Hello. And I'm going to, let's get some beef rolling. I met this guy last night. We we're talking about it. He's like, yeah, because when it comes to men's dating, they're like, guys are like, a lot of guys just like, they want to have the experience and they, 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 they think there's something to do. They think there's, they've got to do something. You know, they've got to talk to the girl. And sure, society dictates that, you know, or the social narrative is like, guys start conversations with girls, right? And I used to get a lot of questions from girls being like, how do I get guys to talk to me? I'm like, well, are you talking to them? <laughs> And that's your big issue. But the fallacy is that there is something to do. That who you are is not enough and you have to learn some technique or some idea. And so we butter ourselves up with these techniques and these things. And then we eventually get to the point where we're more technique than fucking human. Now, for guys listening to this, for guys listening to this, and if you're thinking like, oh boy, you know, What's the strategy? What's the tactic? What's the opening line on how to talk to girls? How do I get someone to like me? And if you're a girl listening to this, how do I get a guy to like me? Stop fucking asking that question. I'm not saying this to put you down. I'm saying this because it's the same thing. You know, you know you love yourself when you stop asking that question. Instead, the question should be, how do I be happy now? How do I open myself up now? How do I be open to opportunities you already know what to do. That's the thing. Even with business, even with fucking sales, even with real estate. Look, sometimes we like overcomplicate things. But when you understand that with most things, there is just a base primary principle. And that base primary principle is quite a small thing. It's like relationships. Be with someone that wants to be with you. Dating. Date someone that wants to date you. Talking to someone. Fucking talk to someone that wants to talk to you. There are extremely simple, minimalistic, reductionist laws when it comes to interactions and communication that exist. 
Everything else is bullshit. Everything else is an intricate, balanced play of chess pieces to try and make someone in a position where they might like you, but it was all about you fucking liking you in the first place. It's called emotional transference. People feel what you have to say. They feel it more than they hear it. If so, if you're like, please love me when you actually say, how's your day going? They're going to feel that unless they vibrate with that, they're going to run away. But if you're from a place of abundance, a place from, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm just doing what I do. I'm going to be happy regardless of if you talk to me or not. Like, you're then at a much more profound, much more prolific level of communication because that's what people feel. In fact, sometimes if you're not afraid to feel attracted to someone, you invite them to not to be not to be afraid to be attracted to you. Ooh, I wonder what that means. But let's talk about healing because I've gone on a roundabout like kind of way of talking about it. And so when it comes to healing, imagine it's kind of like you're driving a car right? Now, most people, some people, let, let's assume everyone listening to this, or if you're listening to this, you can drive a car. And if you can, congratulations. I love driving. Um, what happens is, is in life, we want to go fast. I'm just assuming now we want to go fast. This is what I mean by passion. We want things, you know, uh, your metaphorical car might be business. It might be a relationship, but we want that passion, we want that intensity. We want to live a life that is full of love, that is full of, of just fucking joy. And some people might say, oh, it's a lot harder than you think. I'm like, oh, so you want to convince me that it's harder to be happy, that you don't have any control over your happiness? I'm like, no, 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 no. So let's assume you want some passion in your life. And that passion is the equivalent of driving fast. Now, what happens with people, right, is... They drive fast, and then sometimes we have a car accident. We hit something, or we almost hit something, and so then we drive a little bit slower. Now, this isn't driving a car. This is your own passion of your own life. Now, when we, learn, when we hit something, or we slow down, right, life gives us a new puzzle piece, and that puzzle piece is a new piece of information, a new piece of integration, a new something for us to understand. Now, what most people do is because that puzzle piece doesn't allow them to drive as fast or to live full passion, they think there is something wrong with that new piece. And as a result, what they try and do is they try and get rid of that. They say, I would have the relationships I want if I just trusted people more. I would be happy if I wasn't hurt. If it only wasn't for that motherfucker, I would be where I want to be. And this is a mindset that does not work. It does not work because you're defying who you are at a fundamental level. So let's talk about trust for a second, right? Trust is a really good one. So it's like, I, I get this all the time. So imagine the puzzle piece we get is distrust. You want to trust people. You want to be open. But suddenly you meet someone that makes you not trust them. Ooh. And I get this all the time because people say to me, they're like, you know, I, I, I would be in an amazing relationship if I could just trust men. I just don't trust men. I'm like, 
great. Don't trust men. That's a new part of you that your body, your mind, your soul is learning to integrate and assimilate. But the thing is, when we fight that new part of ourselves, when we fight that new part, what ends up happening is we transform it from a positive to a negative. So we say distrust is bad, right? Distrust is bad. And then we spend our entire lives trying to figure out how to get back to where we were before the puzzle piece. So then we try healing. We try yoga. We try drinking. We try drugs. We try friends. We try exercise. We try bodybuilding. We try running. We try sleeping. We try meditation. We try all these things to remove a puzzle piece to try and get back to where we were. Now, unfortunately, because you're removing a piece of who you are, you're going to always struggle because that piece is now a part of you. It's who you are. There is a part of you now that doesn't trust people. And the, and what the thing I joke about is, like the people who are like, oh, I, I wish I could just trust people, right? As the example, and whatever example you feel like there is a part of you you're not accepting, please replace trust with that. I like trust because I like the metaphor of like, you're like the person who, who touched fire and was like, life used to be happy before I learned that fire burnt me. I want to go back to that. So I want to forget that fire burns. But guess what? Fire fucking burns. Don't try and forget that. Just learn from it. So with the thing of trusting men, trusting guys. You got hurt for a reason. It's your body telling you, don't trust so freely. Now, here's the thing, right? I often preach having an open-heartedness, having being open, things like that. But what happens is, when you allow yourself to distrust, when you allow that, what happens is, is that distrust then transforms. It transforms from a negative to a positive. It'll transform from distrust to discerning. So maybe next time you're a bit more discerning. Do you know what I mean? So what happens is, is it's like you stop yourself from learning from the situation. So this is why I say that healing is uh, misunderstood. Because most people, when they come to healing, they're trying to get back to how they were before they learned something. Something about the world, or they got hurt, or things like that. Pain. Pain is another thing. Pain is your heart opening up. It hurts to open up. But if you stop yourself from feeling the pain, you stop yourself from opening up. It's like sensitivity. When you're insensitive to things, the new sensation hurts. Like imagine you sit on your leg for a while, then your leg goes numb, and then you, you get up, and then you get the pins and needles. The first time you experience pins and needles, it fucking hurts. The second time, you're like, oh yeah, it's pins and needles. The third time, you're like, yeah, it's just pins and needles. Let's just fucking get over it. So what you want to do then, when you have a thing that you're stuck with, is you want to feel it. Simple. You just want to feel it. There is no magic trick. There is no trying to remove a part of you. There is no trying to stop, you know, getting back to how things were. 
there is a expansion, an evolution, a growth, a moving forward motion in your life. And if you don't allow yourself to integrate, here's that magic word, integrate. Integrate those new parts of you that life has given you, then you will be stuck being in that same position. You'll just be stuck. So integration might be that, you know, if you love someone and you got hurt and you don't feel like you can love someone, what you need to then do is just feel what it's like to be hurt, to grieve. Now, there are then things to do with alignment because then alignment is figuring out where you want to go next and feeling that. But for now, we'll talk about maybe alignment next week. But for now, the thing that just needs to happen is just feeling what the fuck is going on? And sometimes there's layers, there's onions, there's, there's, there's motions, there's motions and things. There are, there are layers. For example, someone might say like, you know, I'm too shy to talk to new people. So then you feel what it's like to be shy. Then they're like, after that, they're like, I don't know what to say. Then you feel like, then you get them to feel uh, that they don't know what to say. Then they're like, oh, it's not appropriate. Then you get them to feel what's not appropriate. Sometimes life gives you layers, but those layers can be broken down in a single second. What I find with most people is that there aren't that many layers. There is a piece of the puzzle. There is an emotion. There is something that we have experienced and it is stopping us because we get stuck in it, trying to remove it, trying to get back to how things were. And the funny thing is, I will say this. Most of you guys will understand this at a logical level, but when it comes to when you're in the shit, you'll get stuck in the shit. And you know you're stuck when you are like trying to figure something out. Because then you're trying to solve an emotional problem with your fucking mind. This is why integration is so fucking powerful because when you try and solve it emotionally, it's emotions and emotions. It makes sense. This is why I call it automatic action. Because when I'm working with someone one-on-one, and I get them to feel whatever the fuck needs to be felt. I'm like a fucking scalpel surgeon. Like, beep, beep, beep. Um, scalpel, please. You know, whatever doctors and surgeons do. Um, but we get them to fucking feel it. And what happens is, is it's a matter of moments and they just know what to do. There is no guessing game. There is no games. There is no trial and error. They fucking get it. And if it is trial and error, it is from an elevated position of deeper knowledge and understanding. Because what happens is, is when you feel the thing, you feel the part that was a blockage. Let's call it stuck emotion. When you feel that stuck emotion, because it's not a blockage, it's just an emotion that you're, you're obsessed about. When you feel that and you open yourself up to that and you feel it and you integrate it, what you then find is... It is the most beautiful thing that happens. All the lessons that you should have learnt come rushing back to you or come rushing to you. The people that I work with are fascinating because, and I'm fascinated by this process because every time it happens, it's like images, ideas, processes, thoughts, past experiences come rushing back to that person. You know, when I first stumbled upon this, one of the first experiences I had was fucking reliving what it was like to be a baby. Like, that was fucked. 
I rem- it was like I'd gone back to that for a split second. What it was like to be a child, like a baby. My mum lifting me up. And I was like, this is good. My mum putting me down, being like, this is bad. And I had to go over to my friend's house and just lie in their bed for like a few hours because so much was coming out of me. So much ideas, thoughts, feelings. I was opening up to a whole new level because I'd basically experienced the source of emotion, like the original moment where I decided was something was good and something was bad. And the thing is, you don't need to relive what it's like to be a child. You don't. Uh, Some people want to. But what needs to happen is for you to fucking forgive yourself. Allow yourself to just not beat yourself up so much. If you don't trust someone, don't fucking trust that person. If you don't want to do something, don't do something. Some of the questions that I answer people, honestly, that I answer and reply to people are just giving them permission to be who they want to be. You know my... My most popular video on YouTube, which was the ghosting text. What to text a guy if he ghosts you. That originated from me talking to someone, feeling what she really wanted to say rather than what she was actually saying, coming up with that in a text message and getting her to send it. The irony is she didn't send it. But that single text message has helped so many people on like a fucking global scale. I think there's like 66,000 people that have watched that video, which is tiny for YouTube, but great for me. Great for them, that 66,000 people. The people who sent that message because it allows them, it gives them permission to say what they want to say. Give yourself fucking permission. Fucking dare to be who you want to be. This is why I say passion. We want that passion. We want it. Most people then numb themselves and say, you know what, I just want good enough. Great. You can have good enough. I always love, um, I love Arnold Schwarzenegger's autobiography because he's like, Oh, yes, I am the governor. No, he's like, I want to be bodybuilder, so I become seven times Olympian, Mr. Olympian winner. I want to be politician, so I become the highest politician I can be without being an American citizen. You know, like, he's like, I want to do this, so I did it infinitely. You know, it's like, there is no level, there is no ladder that you have to climb. There is just where you want to go, where you want to be. That's it. Now, for those people that, and I re- I'm saying this because I realize not a lot of people actually understand wh- what I actually do. For most people, what's absolutely amazing is having someone to facilitate you through a process. Now, this whole integration thing, basically, uh, I came up with it, or I discovered it, so to speak, trying to solve my own problems. Now, what I then learned was, was that if I do it on other people, it happens amazingly. Like it just, it's it's 10 times more powerful when I do it on other people more than I do it on myself. Now I've learned to do it on myself more powerfully. 
Now, then what happens, right, is something very interesting, is that what I've decided to do was I wanted to stop answering people's dating questions, like, what to do, what to this, this happens, you know, from, for every now and then it's okay, but I really wanted to stop it on a global level. So what I decided to do was solve all problems at once. And when I figured that out, shit hit the fucking fan. So basically what I've created is my six-week program. And I really want to share this with you because I realize not a lot of people get this and I want, I want as many people to go through this as possible because it's like I've been given a gift and it's like, it's like someone gives you a, like a present and you're like, this is the best thing in the world. I want to share it with everyone. That's what it's like. So basically what I've created is a six-week program based around six major areas when it comes to love and relationships. And when we dive into those six major areas, it's like things happen automatically because what I discovered was it's really good for me to solve one person's problems, right? Someone might be in a bad relationship for several years. We solve it very quickly. But what I find more gratifying and more exciting is to solve all their problems for the future as well. Wouldn't that be good? You know, it, it's more like you don't, you don't like, how do I say this? It's like, there still might be problems, but when they come up, they're not as deep, they're not as issue, and you know what to do. That's my thing, right? In fact, it's so funny, me and my clients, they're, they're often referring to the fact that when we like imagine a dream partner or things like that, sometimes during the six weeks, they meet that person in the same way that we aligned them to. It's that powerful. So week one is what I refer to as wants. Now, if you've done the seven-day self-love course, we've already dived a little bit deep into that. But when I'm there, I fucking crack you open. I'm like, you're a boiled egg, and I'm like, like the, the, the thing, you know, like the, the, the spoon on the edge of the, on the, the egg, whatever you, that, that thing. So in week one, when we do that, we really get you in touch with what you want. Now, this is like a rocket up your fucking ass. If you have energy issues, getting in touch with what you want can be one of the most profound shifts you can possibly have. Now, the second thing is what I call passion frequency or attraction. With attraction, there is an inverse law. It's very interesting. So what happens with attraction is, is when you get in touch with more about what you're, what gets you attracted to other people and you allow yourself to be more attracted to other people, you then invite other people to be attracted to you. There is no more doing. There is no more tactics. It is just being open and feeling that moment and movement. And so we get in touch with what's your unique passion frequency. And then we get you now to live in that moment. So your subconscious and your body knows what it's like. Week three then is power. If you've ever felt like someone has used you or mistreated you or doesn't listen to you, when we get you in touch with your power, and sometimes that's anger, sometimes that's frustration, sometimes there's parts of you that we're just not quite there yet, we're not sure. When we get you in touch with your power, that shit sorts out. In fact, one of my current clients, um, she was new to a workplace. After that, after she felt that, her power, she became like a fucking shining, brighting light. Like people are asking her for advice and she's like, I'm new. But she could handle it as well. So that's week three. Week four is sexuality. Now what most people don't understand about sexuality is, is that when it comes to sexuality, we are feeling, it's our ability to take pleasure from everything. Sensations, understanding, feelings, motions, things like that. 
a single touch on a skin or even pain. When we get you in touch with your sexuality, not only, here's the interesting thing with sexuality, right? Not only do you understand yourself better and you turn your body into a sex organ, but the, the, the other thing is, is you become, because you're more sensitive to your emotions, you become more sensitive to other people's emotions as well. That's the beauty. It's like, it's a flipped inverse law. Inverse law is the fucking name of the game. Now, week five is what I refer to as open week. So we open you up to situations. And when you open yourself up, you then invite other people to be open to you. Now, open came to me when I was, I observed um, two people talking to the same person that they were interested in and having two people, two complete different uh, conversations with that person. It was so interesting because one person was more open and the other one wasn't. And so they... They colored the conversation with their own emotional experience. This is what we refer to as emotional transference. What you feel is what other people feel when they communicate with you. That's the best way I've explained it so far. So what you feel is what other people feel when they communicate with you. They pay attention to more to what you have to feel than what you have to say. Now week six is what I refer to as the gift. It's like the the holy fucking grail of the entire time like the the like the next 5 years because of this emotional gift is like solved you don't have to worry my goal is to make sure not only do you guys don't need someone like me in the future but not only that is you become someone like me not like me that I'm a holy fucking person but it's like you you become the guide for other people in fact uh, some of my ex-clients, they're very interested in the future. I'm going to make a program where it's like I create a program to coach coaches to become coaches that we can work alongside each other. And, you know, I, I can then give them clients and things like that. And, you know, the the family grows, so to speak. But that's my program. This is my baby of a program. And if you are interested in that, I want you to go to loveonmyterms.com. That's loveonmyterms. I love that URL because it links to a part of my regular website, which is gethooked.com, which allows you to learn more about the program and to apply for a free call. When you apply for a free call, you can learn more about it. I can fucking integrate a part of you right now and we can get on that. What's interesting is, is most people are afraid. But if you're not afraid, that's what I want you to do right now. Just apply. If you just apply, see what happens. Maybe it leads to a column A, maybe it leads to column B, who knows. But that was this thing. What are some topics, what are some ideas that you want to learn from in the future? You know, what are some emotions you want to learn about? Maybe next week I'll talk about alignment, emotional alignment. Maybe the week after that I'll talk about passion just in general because I was streaming this live and people seem to really like the idea of passion. What are some things? And make sure, as remember, if you're, li- if you're listening to this on uh, iTunes or Stitcher, make sure to leave a review saying uh, five stars minimum and say Harvey Hook is a dinosaur, uh, but I love dinosaurs. I'm... <laughs> That, I don't know. Um, and uh, also, uh, make sure to share this with everyone you know. And thank you so much for listening. This has been recorded for 35 minutes and 13 seconds. 14 seconds, 15 seconds, 16 seconds. And thank you so much. And I will tune in next week for more Honest Modern Dating Podcast. With me, your host, Harvey Hook. All right, ciao.